0: Five rings, they represent the five major continents linked together in friendly competition. The flame brought all the way from the heart of a little Norwegian cottage, once the home of Sandri Norheim, who is called the father of modern skiing. Welcome back to Disney Marvel for week of February 6th, 2022. This is episode 163. Disney Marvel's the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Hey, I apologize. Again, I forgot to put the survey out. With the Olympics going on, I got so distracted, I apologize, I can't believe I've got to put it out. I thought I did one. But as I did my little looking back, I never did. So I will definitely have one out for you this week. And most likely it will have to do with, guess what? The Mandalorian. Nope, nope, sorry. The Book of Boba Fett. You take your pick. And on that bombshell, we'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, so, uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and, uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney. Well, Marvel, uh, particularly what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs—I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. Hey. With the Winter Olympics now going on in Beijing, China, and the local areas, I wondered back and thought to myself, well, there had to been a time when the Olympics called upon the Hollywood genius of Walt Disney to help them out. And, as it turned out, and some of you may already know this, I was right. We have to go back. Way back to 1960, Lake Tahoe. Those Winter Olympic Games relied heavily on Walt Disney's influence. But we really, our story needs to begin five years before that. Now, these were the eighth Winter Olympics. Summer Olympics have been going on a lot longer than that. Winter Olympics did come along after the Summer Olympics. And uh, so 1956, Squaw Valley, which was a ski resort, won the bid April of 1956 to host the Olympics. They beat out Austria and Switzerland, considered heavily to be the underdog. That they, they figured they had no chance. But the head of the resort... Alex Crushing said to the Olympic Committee the IOC that you know this resort may be small but there's a lot of blank space here to build what you need to host these games and that's I think probably what convinced them a lot of this information I got from WaltDisney.org and sfgate.com so if you want to find out more detailed information you could look there But I'll continue, give you a good digest of of this information. And it's quite fantastic. So they beat out Austria, they beat out Switzerland, two countries that are well-known for their winter games and their their capacity to be able to hold these type of um, events. Skiing is big in there, bobsledding, all the, the events have a lot of deep roots in these countries and they're very popular sports. You know, they have the mountains, they have the snow. You don't think of California necessarily. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. California necessarily for you know as your big winter sport area. I mean, heck, who would have thought Beijing as a big winter area. So Something else that was very, very key and very, very important to the Lake Tahoe Games of 1960. It would be the first time ever that the Olympics would be televised nationally, live, to the host nation. So not you know, before you would get the, the newsreels and the newsies and the clips and the, the theaters and stuff and maybe some, some clips on the, the television but this is the first time you'd be able to see the events live, like we do today, more or less. This that was that was the first time. So the pressure was even more on Alex Crushing. He knew he had to bring in an expert to make these games extraordinary. Something something that really would show off and make these games stand out. Because if that failed. We could, you know, that so much was riding on that. We, we could have, you know, the U.S. could have lost the Olympics for a very, very long time, or television would have just fallen out of the Olympics. Television could have failed in general. There was just, we we're still talking about earlier, earlier days of television. So, they he went to the expert. Nineteen fifty-six. This was just shortly after Disneyland, the park. Open and you had that whole big show of leading up to yeah the Disneyland show leading up to the park being built and the Disneyland event television event of the opening ceremonies. So with Art Link Letter hosting it and celebrities left and right coming up, Davy Crockett going down down Main Street on horseback. You had so much going on and it was such a spectacular television event it was only natural that they wanted to tap Walt Disney and his genius to be the chairman of pageantry and the committee chairman of pageantry allowed Walt to oversee the opening ceremonies, the closing ceremonies and the victory ceremonies plus the torch relay Walt himself though said i didn't know what i was getting into whenever he signed up for this but far be it for walt to back down from a challenger especially something that gave him so much creative license and just intrigued him so much um it is most likely the reason why Walt was able to, after doing all this, that he got interested into the pursuit of the Mineral King Valley project, which unfortunately never came to be, but that's a story for another time. But you could see where, you know, Walt always liked to play in his toy boxes, and one thing always inspired, an, inspired another. Just remember, walking in New Orleans, he found a little mechanical bird that would move in its cage. He took that apart, and next thing you know, we have animatronics. So one thing always led to another, led to another with Walt, and he he just didn't stop dreaming and moving forward. So Walt had to pick his team. His he picked two people that he knew would be able to help him out: his son-in-law Ron Miller, and TV host Art Linkletter. These were going to be two people to help him come up with all of this stuff. They had five years to transform the resort of Squall Valley into the Olympic venue that the place needed to be you know, Disney historian and author of the Disney story the book Aaron Goldberg said Disney complete um, Disney completely changed the modern day Olympics the pomp and circumstance we see today was 100% thanks to him in fact a lot of what you see in disneyland trickled down into the winter olympics and what do you mean by that get to that in a moment i do want to bring up also the importance that john hench was involved in a lot of this he was actually deemed the decor decorator he designed 30 16 foot snow sculptures in snow sculptures of course Keep in mind, this is all you know. Disney engineering; they were wire and papier-mâché, basically giant sculptures that lined the walkway in the, the where the opening ceremonies were held, where the athletes would enter. Each sculpture represented different sports, from the skiing to bobsledding to uh, skating. So you had a button, you had those all lined down there. At the end, you were able to buy these sculptures for about $2,000. He also designed two 20-foot-tall statues, one male, one female, which stood next to an 80-foot-tall Tower of Nations, which featured the Olympic rings. It was this metal, uh, metal wire sculpture with crests representing the 30 nations, plus 30 flagpoles circled around it. Again, all, a lot of these things they sold off at the end to help cover costs. Um, outside the Walt Disney School in Montana, there is a, uh, one of these flagpoles. Hench also designed the Olympic torch. The modern day torches that we see now, that uh, nowadays that the athletes carry and run, which are a lot lighter and a better design than what they were using prior to these Olympic Games, still harking back to the to the Hench model, which, believe it or not, is on display at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. So let's get down to it. The opening ceremonies are here. It's February 18th, 1960. The festival begins with sustained drum rolls and rising of the 30 nas- national flags as the United States Marine Band played the Parade of Olympians the 740 athletes entered the arena. Each delegation heralded by the salvo of fireworks. This is supposedly, this is according to uh, Crawford's Walt Disney Family Museum uh, articles. This was advertised as the first ever use of daytime fireworks, a Disney tradition that continued in theme parks today. In addition to the high school chorus and the band joined by the U.S. United States Marine Band to perform the newly orchestrated version of the 19 sorry the 1896 Olympic anthem, the Olympic hymn, making the first time that the theme song had been performed at a Winter Olympic Games. 2,000 homing pigeons were released into the sky. They used pigeons instead of doves because they were quicker to train and, uh, to leave safely the, leave the area safely followed by eight rounds of cannons saluting the melody of uh, prayers and songs. As the athletes paraded out of the arena, 30,000 balloons were released and shells were fired that exploded bursts of flags from each nation, which drifted back to Earth via parachutes. Um, Again, this is noted in the Walt Disney museum the closing ceremonies were similar uh, similarly dazzling, with live music thousand balloons being released into the sky marching bands parades fireworks it does sound very familiar to people who enjoy going to the parks doesn't it this wasn't all though so besides the opening and the closing ceremonies Walt made sure that there was nightly After the nightly medal presentations, live entertainment was brought to the athletes staying in the Olympic Village, which was a first for the Olympic Games. This is something that still continues to these days. Disney and Artletter arranged for stars like Bing Crosby, Marilyn Dietrich, and Jack Benny to entertain the athletes. There was also movie screenings, complimentary refreshments of course, and performance by Disneyland's own Golden Horseshoe Review. So one might wonder, you know, nowadays we kind of of may have an idea, at least us, people, if you're listening to this podcast, we would all assume this went over well. But did it? And simply to answer that, yes. It was a huge hit. Rave reviews. And obviously a legacy that has continued to Build and grow into the Olympics. It's something to to brought into the Summer Olympics, the the Winter Olympics. I mean, if you watch the opening ceremonies to the the Beijing Games, either of them, the summer last summer one or the the winter ones that are going on right now, that the spectacle of the opening and closing ceremonies still goes on, and this all started with Walt Disney of course so Walt himself again was an innovator and this is why I personally find Walt so amazing just as a as a person of interest as a person who has influenced the world be- well before social media, well before uh, the the newscasts overhype people, and you know you got your entertainment magazine, TV shows, and and whatnot. Walt was influencing things that would last not only days, years, generations. I mean, if you think about it, that was nineteen sixty. That's over 80 years ago and we still see the influence of his decisions his ideas his involvement into something that is not only just an uh something in america but this is something that is global this is something that takes place all around the world where You mentioned 740 athletes. Memory serves just this past Olympic alone, the United States sent over 230 athletes. That's one country. That's close to a third of what was at the other, that Olympics back then. China sent over 200, Canada sent over 220 athletes. You're almost just in three countries alone. The total amount from 30 countries from the 1960 Games. The scope of this has grown and grown and grown, but all from the ideas and the hard work of Walt Disney and his team, John Hench, uh, Ron Miller, Art Linkletter. If they did not succeed, I don't... It's hard to think of what the Olympic opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, or any of it, would be like would we even be watching it or able to watch it on tv would the olympics still be around it, it's hard to say I, I, these these things just make you kind of wonder and it's hard to it's hard to think of times different than what we experience now it's easy to say what if but when you really think come down to think of it what if I know some people believe differently, but what if the man, what if we never walked on the moon? What if we never sent astronauts into outer space? Simple, you say. I mean how, what does it affect us? Well, it affects a lot because of technologies and stuff that came from there, Velcro um, and you know, glues and different th- different things from that. Um, heat resistant materials, a lot of that stuff, came from the space program flight and just it's hard to fan them again without having something happen like that how the world how it changed the world and to think of the, the world not being the way it is sometimes makes it crazy and something else I want to point out Speaking of the world, the way that it is, the Olympic Games in itself, and this is, is something that goes along with Walt Disney's dream, you had 30 nations coming together to compete friendly in sporting events, in good nature games. Can we think of something else related to Walt Disney that brings nations together for the world to see on display of the different cultures and the different people and their stories in one spot. Sounds a lot like Epcot, doesn't it? Again, Walt often let one idea lead to another. Now, did the Olympics influence Walt into dreaming of Epcot well we know Walt's idea of Epcot is a lot different than the theme park that we have of Epcot today but some things were his idea and some of it is just from his of us understanding and knowing Walt and what Walt liked Walt dreamed of a community together and this is a prime example think of it's a small world of all the children coming together from around the world singing one song in unison in their different languages how is that much far different from the olympics of coming of nations coming together for sadly just 2 weeks but 2 weeks of camaraderie and after the competitions done after the events of the day spending time together for entertainment in fellowship between nations, between countries, people of different walks in different areas of the world who would not see each other otherwise or they have never, ever met. For those two weeks, were neighbors, possibly friends, and maybe friends beyond that. It's just, it's remarkable and not surprising that what was involved in such such a ordeal. If you're watching the Winter Olympics, let me know what what you're enjoying. What what do you like? Um, either was your favorite ceremony, opening closing, or what's your favorite event? Let's just make it a fun you know question out there. Join us on the social. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Our Instagram is at Disney Marvel's podcast. Our TikTok is Disney Marvel's podcast. And the Twitter is just at Disney Marvel's. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can get the audio version of the show on there and some other stuff that I have planned coming out shortly. You can leave us a voice message through the Anchor app and or Anchor.fm website. You can also record a message on your electronic device, your computer, your laptop, your smartphone, your tablet, whatever you name it. Record it, email it to us, along with any questions or suggestions you may have to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to also check out the latest Disney Marvel blog at DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank again SFGate.com and WaltDisney.org for the information that I presented to you. Again, again, feel free to check it out there. Some more stuff that I did condense down. I also want to thank you for your time and your involvement in the show. I know how little time and how crazy life is but the fact that we're getting to spend this time together really means a lot to me i can't thank you enough Uh, i know i ask this every week but please go on to apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and or review on there if you just if the force is strong with you leave us a, a rating if it's really really strong with you and really compelling leave us a review as well i'll read it on the show as long as it's family friendly But the fact that we have all uh, five-star reviews right now really does blow my mind. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, but your podcasting app does use reviews, please feel free to leave a review and a rating on that app as well. reason why I ask, as I tell you all the time, it helps for people to find out about the show. You can tell people also about the show and shout it out on the show's network. Send it out. Um you know, listening to such and such episode this way people can find out about it. If not, if you leave the review, the apps will do it for you. Because remember, won't believe in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it, this way you always know when new episodes are posted. Why I'd also consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash Disney Marvels slash support or find our Patreon page where you can get some cool stuff that way. And also don't forget to check out our Disney merchandise shop where you get some really cool Disney Marvel stuff. Pillows, mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, sweatshirts, baby clothes, you name it. There's a number of things on there, high quality stuff. Um, I do highly suggest it. I've had, I have a few pieces of clothing from there and I've had them for a few years. Um, and they've everything's holding up great. The graphics still look really good on everything. It's not like a thick silk screen that just peels off easily. It's one of those ones that's really soaked into the shirt where it just stays on the shirt. It doesn't it doesn't go away. It is worth it is worth its money and like I said it does help the show out as well and you get some cool stuff out of it this way links to all these can be found in the show notes because remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you whatever dark times you're facing whatever challenges life is bearing down on you remember you are not alone Sometimes you may feel like you are alone. But there's people out there who care about you. They'll give you your space if you need it. But never, ever think that they don't care. And that they don't want to help you out. And just because you, you may have trouble, sometimes, sometimes the simplest thing Like just talking to someone, asking them to listen, and just talking can really start the process of healing. Never give up, never give in. Be your own hero. Now I'd like to end today's show with a quote, of course, from Walt Disney himself. Every child is born blessed with a vivid imagination. But just as a muscle, muscle grows flabby with disuse, so the brightest imaginations of a child's pale in the later years if he ceases to exercise it. Again, that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everybody, and I'll see you next time.